Spartans to Mission Debrief. We're playing every mission of the mainline Halo video game series in chronological order and talking about our experiences with a little lore sprinkled in along the way. If you'd like to play along and have your thoughts read on the show, email us at podcastevolved at gmail.com or drop us a tweet at podcastevolved on Twitter. We'll be talking about the Pillar of Autumn mission from Halo Reach on the next episode. This episode, we're debriefing the Package mission from <laughs> Halo Reach. I'm your host, Colin Perkins, alongside David Arnold. Hello, everybody. And Krista Brown. Little known fact, I'm hilarious. <laughs> Last mission was New Alexandria. So we flew around uh, the smoldering city in a Falcon. Um, we deactivated some jammers, crashed a Covenant dance party, and said goodbye to our mechanical, our one-armed mechanical friend, Cat. So we didn't really actually get to say goodbye, but she died. This mission, it's finally the Scorpion time. I'm excited. Uh, so we we blow up a bunch of coveys in the Scorpion tank, which is so much fun, um, including some of the more AA guns. Like you know, we we love taking out those AA guns. Um, then we link up with the remainder of Noble Team at Oni Sword Base. We've been there before. We then catch a ride down to Halsey's super secret lab that she found, defend the front door, and then receive details about the final mission of the game. Final missions. Um, date of this game is August 29th, 2552, which is five days after the last mission. So we had to regroup a little bit, sounds like. Um... I think probably there's probably a bit of prep involved getting this mission ready. Probably getting... a little bit of prep. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so I, I mean, I just want to talk about the scorpion right away. Did you guys? Well, actually, okay. I always, always forget talking about the opening cutscene. This is one of the saddest opening cutscenes. I feel like they're all kind of sad in the second half of the game, but this one's real. Like, okay, we got to go do this. Let's go! Hurrah! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just. Cut's dead. It's very somber. George is dead. I think it's kind of hitting the team. It's smaller, mm-hmm. considerably now than it was before. So I think it's kind of hitting on them now. Yeah. And then they're coming, doing the standard Halo thing of going back to a, a place where we've already been. Mm-hmm. And but, but I mean, it looks different. It doesn't seem like it's reused assets at all. Well, I'm is it? sure there's some of that, but like Krista did say today when we, when we played, like it is different. It's a, it does a better job of like reusing a same location again. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's it reuses the same location, attack. but it it's different. You can tell that there's been a lot of warring and wear and tear on the environment, especially in the sword base. Because when you um, think about it, it's weeks itself, later since so. since the last time you've been here. Do you know? Yeah, yeah, it's true. Is the first area the when I came up to the um, I guess before you get in the scorpion, there's like a little outpost or something like that. I I, I was trying to remember if that's the same kind of layout as one of the outposts we were in. Last, oh, the during the same. original mission? It is, yeah, mission? the same. Oh, it is the same, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. It just looked a lot different because was, there was, like, some water involved and, yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's more flooded and stuff and there's definitely more, like, kind of... To get, it's one of those, uh, the communications outposts that you switch on mm-hmm. um, during that mission. So it's that location because the route you take is just going back the same route you took previously yeah. to get the sword base. All right, so you guys played together. Who drove the Scorpion? We actually did Ghost Squad, hashtag oh. Ghost Squad. You didn't Ghost drive squad. the Scorpion? Are you kidding me? That's stuff like the so, best part of Halo. Squad. <laughs> I know, Ghost I know. Um, Squad. <laughs> I played this mission yesterday myself, and I did I did take the Scorpion. And 
I gave everybody fuel rod cannons and I had so much fun just driving through with fuel rod cannons. I right. love blowing stuff up with the Scorpion. It's so much fun. Like, the explosions in this game are so satisfying. Like, visually, the animation is amazing. The feel, like, with your controller, like, it feels like a heavy tank. And, um, you know, just blasting away with your, your main cannon. Um, oh, just so satisfying. It's taking out <laughs> Calm down, I love it man. so much. <laughs> <laughs> Getting too excited. <laughs> I mean, come on. You, you guys don't like this? What's your favorite vehicle so far? I guess this we're almost done. So what's your guys' favorite vehicle? The Revenant, of course. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's not okay. well, it's Scorpion for me. I don't know. <laughs> um, I think I did like the Rocket Hog. That was kind of cool. It was unexpected mm. when 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 that showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess it's like, mm, in case Scorpion in, in this is, is pretty cool. Um, I do like this mission. It's pretty. It's solid, and I like the Scorpion part in it. Taking out the AA guns with the Scorpion is feels pretty badass. And shooting banshees and stuff like that. And the Skybox like is a big war now at this stage, and it's just cool. Taking um, there's so many banshees that you can destroy yeah i love that it's so satisfying is just leading a banshee just a little bit just taking them out with one shot feels so good um i i um oh i lost my train of thought about the scorpions i'm gonna talk gush some more about the scorpions (laughs) oh god oh no (laughs) oh my scorpion is always like on fire like halfway through the scorpion ride (laughs) oh yeah um and but you know i usually i usually make it to the end um, but then, you, but if like you don't, then you're you're kind of past one of those checkpoints. Like I feel like this mission in general, I was I noticed more that like, there's a lot of friendly checkpoints, and sometimes they're the t- to the detriment. So if you're trying to haul your scorpion through the entire section, you know you could actually be <laughs> too far gone before it actually you know you can actually finish it because you're going to get taken out by one of those fuel rod cannons. And there's also an achievement to take the scorpion all the way through on legendary. So, keep oh. that in mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be rough. Actually, I was going to ask you, Krista, how hard is this mission in general on Legendary? I haven't, I haven't, this is one of the few that I haven't beaten on Legendary. It's pretty difficult, um, especially the firefight down in the caves later in the mission. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're taking the scorpion through, it's not too bad. You kind of just have to snipe with the, with the tank, though. You have to stay way back and kind yeah. of get people from a distance. That makes sense. Uh, that's the way to really do it. But um, a lot of the firefights are really difficult. And there's an Easter egg later on in the game that gets you into a secret section that when you activate it, it releases seven elite generals on Legendary. And it can only oh. be completed on Legendary. So that's that's a lot brutal. of fun. It's, a, it's really brutal, but it's worth it for the Easter egg. We'll talk about that later. All right. Um, so you you take up, you know, we take out a couple AA guns with a scorpion and then... We, we take out some platforms, which is always fun. Um, and then we're getting closer to sword base. And you kind of come around the corner, and then all of a sudden there's just there's like a big firefight in the sky. Um, and then um, there's just a lot of – there's some revenant down there, and then there's some fuel rod cannons getting thrown at you. Like it's pretty chaotic, and you have to be really careful on any of the higher difficulties to make it through that, that section. Um, I, had a, I, had, I struggled with that section um, quite a bit, especially with my flaming scorpion. You can really tell that, like, the Covenant know that there are important assets in Sword Base, and they're really trying to make sure that no one else gets in there so they can, you mm-hmm. know, find the, whatever assets the humans are hiding at this point in the war. Because they're looking for Forerunner artifacts, and that's where the Forerunner artifacts yep. are. 
that's where they are. That's right. Um, so let's see here. So we finally make it to the to the door, front door. We meet up with uh, the rest of the noble team, the remainder of the noble team. So there's only there was six. There's only four of us left. Um, unfortunately and then we start we kind of plow through a little bit the, the this section is kind of a little bit generic i felt like when you're kind of you're making your way into sword base a little bit um but there are some you sort of you get to use your um your night vision goggles again which is always weird i, feel yeah. I always forget that it's there <laughs> yeah they um I f- it's like i think we talked about it a little bit before but but maybe it's more apparent now this time around. Like you, you don't really need them. Like you kind of need them, but you don't really <laughs> need them. It doesn't really brighten things up in all green. Like you kind of think of a traditional night vision goggles. It just kind of lighten things a little bit. Um, I don't know, Krista. Do you do you usually use them? The night visions? Not usually. And not usually, especially in this mission, it's not really needed. There's a lot of you know backup generators, the red lights everywhere that you can kind of see where you're going. Mm. And also, you know, you just the layout's really simple, especially inside the building. It's just kind of straightforward. Yep. Yeah, you do. Um, I mean, it is interesting, I guess, to see the base being have been destroyed, or you know, there's, you know, it's just debris everywhere, and it's it's in rough shape because the Covenant are looking for these uh, for the artifacts. So it is it is interesting to, to get back there. Uh, in terms of like the firefights, I guess I just didn't think that they were that, you know, that great. You, you fight some elites, and they're not easy. There, there's stealth elites in there, right? That's why you need. Yeah, yeah. there's like four yeah, yeah. stealth elites, and then an elite general in there. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not easy, but it wasn't anything you know that out of the ordinary. Nothing new, I guess, in this mission than what we've already played. Um, then then we kind of make it to the fun where we're happens supposed... underground, <laughs> right? <laughs> then we make it to where we're supposed to go to this room. Do you guys want to talk about? So there's a bunch of this mission i guess this mission in general as i was thinking about it's like the the you know i obviously i love the scorpion but um the combat the gameplay isn't that great at least compared <gasps> to the other missions for me um but the lore i felt like like the cutscenes are super important i mean this is this is definitely like it's interesting that they waited this late in the game to kind of tie everything together but this is mm-hmm. the mission that ties this game with the rest of the franchise. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is when you, you kind of get more Oni than other games through this. Because Master Chief doesn't really deal much with Oni. He just kind of go, goes off and does his own thing. But this is when, you know, you see the Oni shadiness. They give you coordinates to some place. They don't tell you what you're looking for, what you want, what you need. And then, you know, secret door opens and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> this was here the whole time? Um, so I almost uh, thought, um, I guess that's a good point. It's probably a misdirection from Oni. I, I thought originally, um, before I guess before I jumped on this episode, is that they were sending you to, to destroy or even take out Halsey. Was that even a thought for you guys? Uh, no. no. I mean, Oni Halsey's... wouldn't do that, obviously, but you're taking orders from the UNSC, right? Like, that's Colonel Holland. He's UNSC. Well, when you, um, when you, when Halsey brings, when you, uh, get into the mine shaft and you're going down the cart and Halsey brings up the screen, the Spartans are all, um, surprised to see her because they think she's MIA or KIA. Mm-hmm. So well, they're right, not they sent down. that. But they were sent yeah. down to, like, destroy the base, right? Because they didn't want the Covenant to get any of the, uh, the information That was there. just, it was, that was, it was Halsey who sent those, um... I think it was a torch and burn mission. They were just supposed to destroy the base because yeah. they were talking about setting charges. 
And when they mm-hmm. went into the yeah, room where the were, secret door was, room. they're like, "This, there's no structural, this has no structural integrity in it. The charges aren't going to blow up the building here. Right. Yep. But uh, Halsey even says, like, those are your orders were just a pretext to bring you to me. Like, yeah. she was probably the yeah. one who organized this mission, let's say. Yep, that's so. true. That's it really true. uh narrates how much pull Halsey has with Oni and the UNSC at this point to bring four Spartans down to a mine shaft. Mm-hmm. Especially with this huge war going on. They could be well used any other place on the planet. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Is did any of you guys um we didn't talk about this before, but did any of you guys so that the scene where this cutscene happens, this room um, apparently some people got into that room recently. Did you guys see that video oh. or, or read about that? The Halsey's lab thing that they got no, into? No. Yeah, well, the the area that you, that we were just in, they're looking around that, that the, the room with no structural integrity. Apparently you can get in there. It's a, a pain in the butt to actually get there, but it's possible <laughs> to get up there. People love breaking the game. <laughs> mm-hmm, they do. Yep. So you, so you can search the internet and people people got up in there and they were very very happy with themselves. Um, <laughs> so then, yeah. So essentially, then we lead um, Halsey leads us down into the dark, the depths of um, of Oni's sword base. And I'm trying to think, what else does she reveal? Anything else in that cutscene there? Um, first of all, she's alive, which I guess we didn't didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't think she was necessarily dead, um, but we just didn't know that she was still alive, or even um, still on the planet. Still on the planet, right? Exactly. Uh, she reveals about the latchkey discovery you find in like the first mm-hmm. mission. She's like, yeah, she that turns the whole allowed... game back, back around, so it's kind of cool like that. What? Yeah, and she's like, that is what allowed me to access this information that will save humanity. Is basically what she says. Oh, the other thing that I thought was interesting was that because you're following around your AI, your dumb AI dot, she says that um, she was overridden essentially by by a, a different uh, an AI with higher clearance. Um, which we'll talk about more towards the end of the end of the mission. Um, yeah, so they that's, tried that's to make this very ominous. This mm-hmm. kind of like they this setup to this, which I kind of feel is a little bit. Um, I don't, I don't really know why they would do it that way, because at this point, no kind of spoilers if you haven't gotten there. But like everybody knows who they're who she's talking about and who this is, and it's just like, oh, this AI is higher clearance than me. Mm-hmm. Is over and like, yeah, everyone knows that. Yeah. I mean, it yeah, if you're like if you're a Halo way fan and you've come to this game, you know, in in order of release, then you're like, oh, okay, all right, let's do this, because that um, AI is very important to the series. Um, we'll just save the full reveal for a, in a little bit. Um, but anyway, she's um, you you go down the mine shaft essentially, and then you get to do a fun uh, tower defense mission, which I thought was just kind of eh. Um, I mean, it's cool that you get to do the the turrets and whatnot, but you don't really need the turrets. You can just kind of sit back and take everybody out, or hop in a banshee, which I oh, which I did. Or a wraith. Was fun. I hopped in oh, a wraith. Did you get in a wraith? Nice. Of course, of course. It was really funny. I was like, I'm going for the wraith, and David's like, Do you need any help? I'm like, No, I already have it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you are a master of stealing wraiths. I mean, it's really easy. All you do is. You get a plasma pistol, you plasma pistol it, you shoot the gunner, you plasma pistol it again, and then you just punch it until the elite dies, and then you take it. Mm-hmm. Don't Just don't use grenades, because it destroys the whole vehicle. Yeah, that's true. But the thing about this tower defense mission is that 
it's so short. It's not a very short mission. There's like four or five waves. So you don't really get to get into, you know, managing the turrets or anything. Yeah. So just kind of, you just kind of, you turn them on once and then you forget about them. Right. I mean, they have the little bar, the little health bars, I guess, that, that pop up. So if you, if they do get taken out, which they do, you can go and find it and turn it back on. But um, does the, does the covenant just ever just come all the way up or do they always kind of keep a little bit of a distance? Oh no, they'll come know? all the way up to the base if you let them. They will. If okay. you let them get that close, yeah. But then you have the other members of Noble who are essentially invincible shooting mm-hmm. at them. So I'm sure there's a level that I don't think you get. There's ever a case of you being overrun and failing the mission? I don't think that's possible. Well, I guess back to Krista on Legendary. Where do, what's your strategy on this, on Legendary, this mission? Honestly, you get the... I mean, it's not even worth really going for the Wraiths or the Banshees on Legendary because they just shoot you out of the sky. And, I mean, you turn mm-hmm. on the turrets once and then you can't really get back out there. Mm-hmm. So you kind of use the Noble Team's uh, invincibility to your advantage and you have to... You stay back and you basically... Because you can get on top of the base, you can crawl all around there. Um, the very, very tall like tower stacky thing, if you're facing the door, it's on the right side. There's mm-hmm. a... the um, the like three, two, one. You know, you're out of bounds area doesn't get like the lip of it, so you can literally go just to the top of that. You might oh. get shot at the shot by banshees a couple times, but you just stay up there with a DMR and you just snipe everyone. Snipe heads. Yep, you just kind of have to stay way back because gotcha. they throw a lot more elites and stuff with swords and everything at you when it's on There's legendary. A lot of grenades too. Ugh, lots of grenades, millions yeah. of grenades. <laughs> <laughs> but there are a lot of weapons around there if you have the time to look around there's tons of them by the base so you have enough you have enough stuff to shoot them down you just kind of you know sit up there and if you if an elite starts causing trouble you go down there with a plasma pistol blast them you know keep doing your thing you just got to stay close to the base and you'll be fine mm-hmm. um and then let's see here oh i did want to talk about so this is the first mission i did steal a banshee haven't done up until now because I mean they literally tell you they say hey you should go take one of those banshees I'm like okay I'll try and what it. did you notice Colin because I only noticed this today there's no pilots in those banshees Colin I so did you notice st- that I thought that was weird yeah like you steal it and then usually kick somebody out but there was nobody to kick out what's with that <laughs> it's quite strange they're remote they're all remote controlled they're drone banshees yeah it just it seems like a weird like that they tell you you should go steal one. And then when you do, it's like, no, we totally didn't expect you to steal one, so we didn't put elites in here. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was an afterthought or something. Maybe someone towards the end were just like, oh, just throw some banshees up there. It'll be cool. I don't mm, know. That's true. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of banshees in this mission in general. Um, I did uh, finally, because I finally flew one, I started to I appreciate the design of the banshee. Like, flying a banshee in this mission, you just got to see how cool and badass they look. Um and just, you know, the maneuverability is fun once you kind of get a handle on the controls and then switching to the fuel rod. Um, they're, they're a lot of fun to fly around. I wish they were a little bit faster, but other than that, um, you know, one of my favorite, one of my favorite um, thing to fly, or I guess drive in, in Halo. Oh yeah, the Banshees are really fun, and I think Halo Reach did a good job at making it very accessible. It's not very hard to drive the Banshee. You can, you know... You can throw yourself in one and be able to maneuver just fine around a mm-hmm. map or anything. 
Yeah, like the doing the the loops and the flips and stuff like that. I mean, you just have to find the right button, but getting becoming a master of that does take a little bit of time. Yeah, banshee tricks. They're so much fun. Yay, banshee tricks. All right, so then we clear out the area, right? Um, we take everybody out, last wave. Actually, I think Halsey pops on and says, hey, we're, we're almost done. And then you essentially know that's the final wave. Um, so you you um, weather that storm. And then then we have a big, long, interesting cutscene. Who wants to take us through the cutscene? David? <laughs> Me, maybe, <laughs> by the sounds of it. Um. This is awesome. So essentially you get brought into Halsey's lab. You get to see what's actually happening. The whole point of everything is, go- is going on in here. Um, so we get introduced to this character that we knew was, was here, which is Cortana. So Cortana is the AI that Halsey uh, creates. Um, the details of how she does so is fascinating. So I highly recommend you pick up the uh, the book, if you haven't already, the uh, Halsey's journal. So Cortana is interfacing with this structure that if it isn't clear i know chris kind of helped uh, helped us point out this is a spaceship this is a forerunner ship mm-hmm. that's crashed on this have planet. we talked about foreigners yet in this series i'm I feel like sure this is kind of the first ish time i'm sure this is the first thing in this game that we see or even hear of forerunners in terms of what they are to me i don't think the, even the name is mentioned Mm-mm. in fact it isn't they actually say it's um a civilization more advanced and older than any mm. we've seen before. She so, also calls it a birthright for us as well, which means she knows yeah. about us being reclaimers, which is a little is, bit ahead of ourselves. But yeah, that is a guy. I never, I never really copped that. Like how, she knows way too much. And it's she never does. really clear how much she knows or how she knows these things, but she knows way too much. So essentially, this event is still being talked about today in Halo. So. Cortana is in the middle of this ship absorbing vast amounts of information. So I imagine this latchkey discovery that was brought back from the first mission is something that helped Halsey unlock this ship to do this. So that Cortana could interface with it and gain all this knowledge about Forerunners and what they are and what they do. And we learn more about that in various books and other media in terms of what happened here and what happens next um, in the next mission or at the end of this game which is the beginning of CE. So, essentially, the Halsey is telling her, telling the noble team what's happening, that you have to, um, she has chosen you, and that you need to feel honoured, <laughs> and <laughs> specifically Noble Six, um, to carry her, the package, which is Cortana, in, like, the largest and most weirdest-looking data transfer device I've ever seen. Yeah, And you I get was, to put uh, it on your butt. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I made a note of this, um, and it's so Cortana changes hands in the future, and she doesn't need that giant bottle <laughs> in the future. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting that they chose that um, that device, not, and not even very far in the future. Like, I mean, when in a few think days. about it, <laughs> in a few days, uh, yeah, Chief um, takes Cortana possession of Cortana via a cool little micro shibby thing. Um, so which you can kind of see is inside this this container. So maybe the oh, can you see it? Can, yeah, I think you can see. It. I think it looks something like that. I can't really remember. I think it, it has. It looks kind of like that chip inside. So okay. I think maybe this is just a weird housing unit built to protect it because obviously their suits of armor aren't built, and to interface with this yet, which is mm, kind of weird. So that could be it. We're getting into crazy weird 
Lori stuff in terms of well, dates and time. So one more was- weird, one more weird Lori stuff is if you remember one of the first cutscenes of Halo CE, Chief has the chip and Cortana goes into it. He like plugs it in. So maybe she just hasn't been transferred to right. that chip, and Master Chief has the chip because then it's the one that interfaces with his armor. True. And then I think there's also, I think it's the Halo Reach book or something talks about this but chief goes into surgery to get upgraded specifically for this i think that happens around this time i think that's what they were hinting at so Mm. i think that may have been right before chief went to the cryo at the start of ce that that's what was happening so cortana Um, can't cortana can't interface directly with these particular spartans so basically it's in like a protective like casing i think yeah that we put on our butt and then is this is this all of Cortana, or is there like a one? You know, because they do copies of Cortana. Is there like a copy of Cortana still with Halsey? I no, yes. I got I'm the impression. Oh, is it? I got the impression. Well, because this was Halsey Cortana. Halsey goes through, or Cortana goes through Halsey's rivals like files and stuff all the time. That's already been done, though, right? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if she left. I know she leaves parts of herself like everywhere so i would imagine she might have a little piece of fragment of herself just to stay with halsey and go through data and stuff like that yeah who knows that's more or less the end you accept um uh, noble accepts cortana strapped him to his his butt and then (laughs) then uh, noble and um halsey evac out essentially and we see the crater getting blown up in a cool kind of kind of cutscene so uh, june goes away with halsey goodbye mm-hmm. june and we don't see him in the halo universe for quite some time mm-hmm. um so he takes halsey and goes away in one pelican and you take another and then you see the cool the whole kind of structure just being blown to bits yeah that was kind of cool. uh, which is a cool like cool scene the crater thing like it goes up yeah collapsing down. in on itself yeah, yeah it's, cool. it's badass mm-hmm and then we lead into the, the the next the final mission. So it's cool. Um, Dot. So they talk about Dot mentions the Pillar of Autumn specifically, um, and that's so that's the next mission. If you've played Halo, like all of a sudden when she said, she talks about that specifically, you're like, oh, that's cool. I know what that is, right? Um, yeah. But then it's also kind of a bummer if you've read the books because th- this last mission is a big disconnect from the book. Oh yeah. So. Um, so it's like, wait a minute. Um, so like, so, you know, don't, don't fall off. Don't get angry. Like they're trying to make a cool game here. They tweak things a little bit. Um, but this last mission is not exactly, doesn't exactly perfectly align with kind of the larger, the book lore and everything. Um, it's still interesting. And I think, um, it's kind of a cool moment that we that we'll get up to, but it, you know, this is kind of the cause for a lot of people's frustration, I think is the next mission. And 343's tried to consolidate some of this lore and a definitive edition of Halo The Fall of Reach. So, I mean, eh, they've tried, but it's interesting that they decided to go so off-kilter with this game when there was an awesome book they could have based it on. Right. Mm -hmm. And I I read somewhere, or heard somewhere along, like Frankie specifically, um, saying that he was one of the writers of uh, of this game. It'd be interesting to pick his brain about why they didn't go with the book. Because mm-hmm. that hasn't been really publicly released, has it? They haven't talked about that much. Maybe somewhere along the lines, yeah. But I'm not sure if they've they've actually addressed, okay, here's the differences and here's why. I don't, I don't think they've done that. It might be too late for that now. Probably. I mean, who, who really cares I think people are point, still but... mad. 
People are still mad about how it come People now. People are still mad. But, well, yeah, but like, I mean, it's this is you know eight years ago, and like we've exactly. so far advanced. Um, I mean, yeah, we care because we care about the lore, but like the casual fan probably doesn't care at all. Oh, um, the, the normal Halo fan hasn't even read the book. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, what else? What other? Oh, do we want to do some community stuff? Let's talk. Um, anything happened on Facebook or, or the Twitters in terms of thoughts on the mission? Facebook is pretty much just uh, generally people are like this mission. I like it too. And um, Chris kind of tells us that the Forerunner structure is not just a structure; it's a ship. So I thought that was interesting, and it even has a, its own fancy name, which I'm liking. I think Baka Chagra or something. It's a weird, it's a weird name. Go check it out. Hello, Peter. It's awesome. Good say. Um. So that's kind of it in terms of Facebooky. Yes. Anything on, tw- on Twitter? Nothing on Twitter. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> Twitter. We'll get more action next. The la- final mission, I'm sure. Oh, yes, final mission. So next next time we're gonna do the last t- two missions because they kind of mash together. Um, yeah. So that'll be one a thing. Super I will say that I thought was. Episode. That I thought was cool. Do you know the way um this game is like in Halo games they have like mission names sometimes and like submission names. So mm-hmm. when you reach the the cave at the end of this mission, it's called um this cave is not a natural formation, which is a really <laughs> cool callback to Halo CE mm-hmm. when uh, Cortana and John you drive through in the first mission of the second mission called Halo, and you drive down to the cave obviously and Cortana says this now famous line of this cave is not a natural formation. So I like that. I like that tie in with the older game. Is it so famous because it's such an obvious observation? Yeah, I think it's just a stupid line in general (laughs) that people are laughing about and pointing out. I've always loved those little title cards, like they're partially through the missions because they're usually kind of funny, right? If you think about them, they're kind of a a tongue-in-cheek or something like that. A lot of them are references to, you know, lines from other Halo games or other media and stuff like that. They're always mm-hmm. really fun. So always yeah. pay attention to the title cards. Yeah, get a good little chuckle. little smile, a little thought. little, hmm, I like that. Good on you, writers. <laughs> yeah. And um, Krista, I think you want to talk about the awesome Easter egg in this mission? There is a really awesome Easter egg in this mission. It can only be done on Legendary, and it's in the part with the caves. Um, Under some structures, there's a button. You have to get a jetpack to get it. It opens a door, and a bunch of elites come out. But if you go into that door, it's... Knowing that this was Bungie's last Halo game, it's almost like a goodbye room. It has, like, all this... (laughs) All this Halo lore, all of, like, Bungie's, like, take over the world stuff, because that was their thing back in the day. We want to take over the world with video games. And just, like, it's just, it's almost an homage to just Halo lore and, you know, the fan base and stuff like that. It has a lot of awesome callbacks. So if you haven't gone into that room, it's really worth taking your time to do it. Always bring a friend. It's really hard without a friend. But, um... It's just a really nice callback and a really good almost farewell message from Bungie to us. I like that. I haven't I haven't heard of this yet, so I'm, I need to go check that out. I need to go to the YouTube. Pretty cool. I think I did it years ago, but um, I haven't done it a long time. But I remember being like overwhelmed, but like, oh my god, it's awesome. There's so many things mentioned in there. There's like just references to random stuff and nods and homages and stuff. It's cool. Nice. A lot of good um, stuff. Anything we missed before we close it out? This is the penultimate. I mean, you got to say penultimate when you get a chance um, episode. (laughs) 
and um, then we close it out. Then we start moving to the to the the first game, Halo <gasps> Combat Evolved, which will be fun. Also known as the best game, but oh, you know, whatever. We'll right. get there when we get there. Dang, all that's right. what I'm saying. <laughs> um, okay, well, I think we'll just close her out then. We'll, we're getting excited to, to finish this out. Finish this out. So, um, so we just re- debriefed the package. Next episode, we're going to be debriefing Pillar of Autumn, which we've talked about a little bit, and then Lone Wolf, which is the final stage, final mission. You'll you, if you haven't played it yet, you'll it's find kind out of what a that's mission. all about. Yeah, kind of a mission. Um, so if you have any thoughts on either of those, send us your thoughts, uh, podcastevolved at gmail.com or drop us a tweet at podcastevolved. Until next time, evolved. 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 It's a podcasty day today. <laughs>